our brain is just a series of patterns that we keep doing over and over again. So that means that you have the ability to break those patterns and install new ones. And so with hypnosis, we not only do a pattern interrupt to stop those patterns that you're currently going through, but we deep dive to find out why, why the things that you're doing the way that you're doing them. And then we command essentially your subconscious to change. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. I want you to take a moment and think about what makes us sick. And I'm not talking about getting a cold or a virus, even though a very particular virus has been on our mind for most of this year. No, I'm talking about chronic conditions, or you could call them lifestyle-driven conditions. What would be three things that contribute to getting sick? Whether it is cardiovascular disease, the number one killer in the U.S., or an autoimmune condition, or even dementia or diabetes. Of all of the things you randomly thought about, was stress on the list? Or was trauma a severe form of stress that can reside in our bodies for decades or even generations? Based on current research, inflammation is the response to stress on the body because stress comes in many flavors, kind of like flavors of ice cream. Even a 30-minute workout can create a lot of stress and raise insulin levels, which can also create inflammation. A sausage pizza can create stress on the digestive system in the form of heartburn or indigestion. And the air quality from the fires can set the lungs and body on fire with pollutants. Stress is physical, it's chemical, it's mental, and most importantly, it's emotional. And stress can lead to burnout and emotional breakdown. And we've all been there. At the end of a really, really crappy day, you come home to your sanctuary, weary and tired and potentially upset, and you don't really have resilience for much more than easy. Maybe you end up snapping at your partner or your kids over something that you wouldn't even normally care about. That's stress manifesting and eroding away at your resilience. For many of us, this year has brought on a ton of new challenges, whether we wanted them or not. And every day I am connecting with people who are feeling extremely burned out and just tired, tired of it all. So that's why I asked Juliet Adobo to come onto the show today to share her great insights about how to navigate burnout and how you can improve your emotional and mental capacity. I loved our conversation and I believe that you will gain so much on how to navigate this terrain because what I've learned as an adult in my 41 years is that whether we are in a pandemic or something's happening with our family or we've got some other thing going on, there's always going to be a stressor. There's always gonna be something that we're having to deal with. And the way that we can set ourselves up for success is having that mental and emotional resiliency. 
Now, before I bring on Juliet to share her wisdom with each and every one of us, I want to quickly sing her praises. Juliet Adobo is a master hypnotherapist and NPL master practitioner and trainer with a mission to help treat, heal, and transform racism as well as facilitate individual and corporate transformations through brain training. Let's welcome Juliet to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Juliet Avoto. How are you doing today, girl? Good. How are you? I am doing so good. And I have loved our little mini conversation before our big conversation today. What we're going to be talking about is kind of the underpinnings of mental flexibility and emotional resilience, especially during this time where a lot of our fears and uncertainties are heightened, probably compounding on whatever was going on with us beforehand. Now, before we get into all of that, I know we're going to be talking about burnout. We're going to be talking about what it looks like to create emotional resilience. We're going to be talking about hypnosis and all really the the amazing techniques and strategies that you come to the table with. But before we get into all of that, I would love to know, because you bring the business when it comes to these topics, what inspired you to dive so deep into this area of healthcare? So it was about three years ago, I experienced burnout. My back went out when I was working on a client project and it was like, there was nowhere to run, nowhere because I I was stuck. I was literally just stuck. You were on the bed. Like (laughs) there. And it was, and it was like, I just had to review the events and the actions that I took to get into that position because, you know, I was young, I was just in my early 30s, and I, my back went out, like, it couldn't. And so I came across a podcast, James Wedmore was talking about how he was on his honeymoon, and his back went out, he was in his early 30s, too. And he's an entrepreneur as well. And he said it was, it was something psychological, it wasn't just physical. And so that led me to thinking about how I was making my money and why I felt like this fear and this constant push to make more, to work harder. And then I discovered hypnosis and it helped me so much in terms of coming to terms with my money blocks and my relationship with money and why I was on this like hamster wheel essentially. And so I wanted to apply it to my clients, my business coaching clients and they were having some resistance because I was just sending them to the person I wanted them to go to or the program. And they were like, can I just get like a session? Do you know anyone? I didn't really know anyone. And so I said, maybe I should just become a hypnotherapist. And I was just going to go for like general sessions so I could start using it within coach, with coaching clients. But I ended up going through and now I'm a hypnotherapist trainer. So it just opened my mind, my heart, everything, the world of opportunities that are available to us and how your mind really determines your, not only your reality, but your body and how you live in it. And so that shifted everything. So now the way I eat, the way I sleep, everything is, is I, I realize how everything is connected. 
Absolutely. And we talk so much about this on the podcast is that interconnectedness. And it's so interesting when we are, you know, so many reasons for burnout, a lot of reasons why we just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. I see this so much, particularly in women. I think so often our productivity is tied to our worth. Our productivity is tied to how we show up for everybody else and not necessarily ourselves. And we just, we just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And we're told a lot that it's normality, you know, that it's normal to just kind of feel a little tired, kind of feel a little off. And then you get to that point, there's this breaking point, whether it is, you know, severe neck pain or it's low back pain, or it is, you end up getting super, super exhausted. You know, you're not able to function anymore. You're crawling on the floor. I know that was for me or some type of crazy hormonal imbalance or some type of imbalance really begins to, to show up manifesting all the stuff that had been going on before, we think we can get away with it until we can't. I'm curious because I have a feeling that not only have you had this experience and I could speak to it, but I'm sure a lot of your clients are showing up kind of with similar stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they, a lot of my clients are um, high performers and overthinkers. They're considered overthinkers. And so they, when they focus on something, it can either be positive or negative. <laughs> and even if they subconsciously like push it away, it's still going on in the back of their mind. So by the time they come to me, oftentimes hypnotherapy is their last result. You know, um, oftentimes they come to me and they're just like, I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to do. So, so then I'm like, all right, so just close your eyes. And they're like, <laughs> and it's like, like they're ready to go. They're ready to close their eyes and rest at that point. And now my clients are getting younger and younger. So I have clients are actually like 22, 21 that are dealing with extreme exhaustion and burnout just because I feel like with social media and the last few years with hustle culture and that even if you're in school, you should be an entrepreneur as well. And it's like, wait, like no one, like no one, everyone has to multitask at these, at this point. I know, I know parents that have kids with day planners, like, oh, let me check his schedule. I'm like, wait, he's seven. <laughs> Why does he have a schedule? You know, it's, it's just wild how now we have younger and younger, we have these goals and these holes or these things that we have to hit. You know, when people are, when babies are developing in their first year, how they have their milestones, but it seems like after that, it's consistent milestones that you feel like you have to hit and you're comparing yourself to everyone else and everything is all about doing, doing, doing. And so the pandemic has been crazy, but it has forced all of us you know, how we had to stop and pause like a few, you know, years ago went for ourselves. Now it's like the entire world is on the floor exhausted. <laughs> you know, like we have the big pause. Like now we all have to kind of are stuck with ourselves and have to review our lives and the events that occur to get us here. Hmm. So it's, yeah, I was curious to see if you found that the pandemic has been more helpful or less helpful and I bet it's very individualistic. It can be very, it can really varies depending on what people, what they do. I mean, if you're working with high performers, a lot of high performers have had a, things, whether they liked it or not, they had to shut things down. But that isn't the case for everybody. You know, some people have had to go harder 
during the pandemic. You know, people have lost everything or they've lost their jobs or they've lost their health care. And so I know it can really, really vary depending on what the circumstances is for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And this with losing things, they oftentimes find themselves is what I found. Like I've had um, clients that have really gone, had the really worst brunt of the pandemic, but coming out on the other side of it, they see like what the true importance of family, the true importance of just being together and being safe, um, not only physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. And the things that they were doing before was kind of like running away from all of that. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. One of the things that you and I touched upon as we're, we're thinking about kind of the root causes of why we're seeing so much burnout. And some of the things that you literally just mentioned was that the expectations, even of children, of teenagers, of being in college, you know, to have your side entrepreneurial hustle, even while you're getting your degree and just the pressures that are put on us to just operate at a higher level. That could be another, that could be one of the things. And then I talked a little bit about what women tie, I find that oftentimes we're just not feeling so worthy unless we're checking those boxes. Are there other things that you're seeing, other intangibles that are playing a role potentially in burnout? One, things that you may have recognized for yourself and things that you may have recognized for your clients. Like always the question is, is I always wonder, you know, what's up with these high performers? Why are they high performers? I know why I've been a high performer most of my life and, and it hasn't always served me. And you know, really, like really reconciling that and coming to a place of being healthy with it. And for me, I had to get some major health issues to finally be like, okay, I got to re-examine this because I am just way too young to, for this to continue to keep happening to me. So I've always been so curious, especially for high-performing women, kind of what are some of those things, those drivers that could be driving them to even become high performers in the first place? So if you were a teenager during the last financial downturn and your parents lost their home or job, you may be experiencing financial trauma. Or if you grew up in a low-income household, it's, it's linked to a term called financial trauma as well. And then if you are a person of color or black woman, then you also have the effects of racial trauma combined with financial trauma. So these two types of trauma affect your identity and they're linked to who you are. And so because you're then not happy with who you are, you focus on what you can do. And so you just do, do, do. Yeah, and uh, there's always more to do, or always more to do in order to feel worthy, almost more to do in order to feel successful. And so imposter syndrome with women is huge, huge. And I talk about it because this is why you're burnt out and broke in your mind, because you're not integrating the success that you've accomplished with your actual identity. And so... I started to do identity work with clients, going back to who they are, so they can focus on being more than doing. For example, a case is like 
as you're working or if you're an entrepreneur and you're not making money every day, you start to worry. If you are working in corporate and you feel like you have to take a day off that might jeopardize your job, even though it won't, but you feel like if you take too many days off or if you're not available for this or that, then your job is in jeopardy. So that fear that, and you know, fear and stress are one of the hugest. Yeah, drivers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I think stress drives, I'm sorry, fear drives so much stress. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those traumas drive so much stress as well. And you're constantly trying to run. And then I know that for women too, what is it? One in three women are going to be either sexually assaulted or assaulted in general. So we've got, we've got traumas around assault and then potentially child abuse. I mean, those, those big T's are huge. And those, those little T's are huge as well. Um, and you're right. It all ties into, am I good enough? You know, even if you're making that money, I know that you've grappled with that. Like you were creating success, but it just wasn't adding up. It wasn't making sense. And it didn't, you weren't able to tie that into your identity. You're, you, it's, it, sometimes it can be so hard for us to own who we're becoming, the success that we're becoming. And it feels like it's all just this farce um, that could be playing a role as well. And so how often do you find yourself seeing imposter syndrome with people dealing with imposter syndrome in who you work with? Every single client I see has a, a level of it because that's what drove them to work so hard to feel that burnout or feel like that fear of going harder because they feel like they want to scale or they want to grow, but they're tired and they're afraid that if they, that fear of success, essentially. So they're afraid that if they are successful, that means more work because they've been doing so much. Yeah. New level, new devil. Exactly. That's how they, that's what they see. And, and so like, I talk about like the shift from a hundred K to 500 K, for example, is really in the mind. It's not even what you're doing. It's really a mindset shift. And so the clients that I work with, we start to just kind of unravel all the things and the ideas and the programs that either they got when they were growing up from their family or also the feelings and emotions that they got from their teachers and, and any societal institutions that told them that they weren't enough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And, you know, there's, there, oh, there was always somebody, if not many somebodies who, who told you, right. Who you always think about, like when you hear from like really successful entrepreneurs is like, be ready to be told you're not enough or be ready to be told no, you know, it's, it's not for you. And then having to overcome those obstacles of people saying it's not, it's not for you. And, and then having to step into that greater whatever to become it. And there's a lot of messiness that comes with that. And I have a feeling, I, mean, I feel like every single one of us at some way or another are on that ladder closer and closer to burnout. And, you know, for me, it's just a real quick story. And I, I've shared my story so many times here on the podcast. But when I finally figured out what was going on, you know, I knew because well, I went to the doctor and it was Xanax and birth control. That was those, Juliet, that was where the, those were the solutions. And I was like, how is that going to fix my crawling on the floor situation? Like I knew those weren't going to fix anything about my energy levels. And I just knew I had to go and find find out what's going on. But that journey was not like fix it and move on. It, it was, I just kept falling 
flat on my face over again and over a course of a couple of years. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why is it that I keep landing back on the ground? Like I'm doing, I'm actively participating, I'm doing stuff, you know? And what I realized is that everything was this deeper seated belief and I, had I hadn't addressed the belief mindset. I was only addressing the physical symptoms. And I kept spiraling back down, driven by this belief. And until I could uh, like hit it head on and look at it, stare it in the face, I was going to keep ending up back on the floor again and again. And so, you know, as a practitioner, I see this all the time. We're just, when the root cause so often are these intangibles of worthiness and trauma that if we can't uncover those, we're just going to keep seeing that spiral. Yeah. And then also a lot of my clients work so hard to not have to face it. Yeah. To avoidance. Yeah. The avoidance, like, yeah, if I make more money, then it's fine. I don't need to deal with that. I don't need to go to a therapist. I don't need to do this because I'm rich. And it's like, like, why is your eye twitching, man? Absolutely. Well, and it doesn't, I mean, yes, money makes yeah it easier, you know, makes you suffer easier, I guess you could say. Yeah. But it, it's not, it's not fixing any of that, you know. And it's a crazy lesson to learn that once you get to that level, and you're so unhappy and, and you're just filled with dread and burnout. And little did you know that you'd been running from it the whole time. Yeah, I, I, my sister is, um, was introducing me to someone. She's like, yeah, she helps sad, rich people. And it's, well, yes, I guess I do. <laughs> because it's like when you, you're striving for this, and you get there and it's just like, wow, especially for me, I had two successful six figure businesses and what I had to show for it when I, my back went out was just like nice um, Egyptian cotton sheets that I could mm-hmm. lay on. Like, I yeah, <laughs> cozy, cozy, silky sheets to yeah. cry, cry into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So I keep telling people to heal your way to success. It's not that you get successful and then you have time to heal. Healing can be in the process and actually accelerate your success. And so we can bring it back to just like 3D, right? Then you don't feel the need to take on clients that you don't really want to take on. Then you don't really feel the need to stay at a job that you're not happy at. You know, it's just all these little things appealing can free you up in your daily life. You know, you don't feel guilty for oversleeping. Like, oh no, I woke up at 7.30 a.m. Like, oh, the day is wasted, you know? And it's like, if you are a night owl, you don't feel that guilt of being a night owl anymore because it's like, who are you waking up for? Do you have a meeting? Why? Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) so true. Yeah, no, absolutely. All of that's so true. And there's so many levels in which we're going for the perfect house. We're going for the perfect family. We're going for the perfect job. Like whatever those things are, we're trying to attain these. Then thinking that it's we're going to have this sense of fulfillment. And then we get there and we feel the exact same and realizing. So I love that idea of healing through the process. Life is just richer. Life is just, it's just better. I mean, relationships are better as well. And then, like I said, women and men, there's there are major health implications that play a big role here. 
it could look like cardiovascular disease. It could look like diabetes. It could look like depression and anxiety. It could look like chronic fatigue. It could look like an autoimmune condition. All of those things, we know that those intangibles are playing a role in, in what's happening with our basic physiology. That's where, where I'm seeing, I'm seeing the physiology where everyone hit the, hit like literally their body isn't working for them anymore. You're definitely seeing it in like how this is showing up in their life and their mission and their purpose, which is so both equally as important. I want to segue into what we can do because I think so many of us are there, whatever that is. Whatever we were striving for or wanted to get, that fulfillment just wasn't met and and we're feeling pretty, pretty bummed about it. And I want to speak to, because I've had so many people come on the show and talk to about meditation. So my dearest friends are amazing meditation experts. And and I do, I meditate every single day and um and I and I love it. However, I know that hypnosis and hypnotherapy is different from meditation. So can you speak to me? about the differences and talk a little bit about, um, and then let's, let's segue into, I think we all have an idea of what hypnosis is, but we're talking about this really powerful healing modality that we can leverage to really start to unravel, like you said, unpack this just crazy ball of yarn that's been knotted up for years <laughs> that we've got to figure out. So t- tell me a little bit about that. So I think the first thing would be the purpose of each is different. So meditation is about now and being present. And a lot of people that come to me and even myself, now I meditate, but before that I was running away from the present, you know? So meditation wasn't something that I wanted to do. And so when with hypnosis is designed to take you back to the past, So we focus on the past and healing your past so then you can be happy focusing on the present and creating your ideal future. So that's the purpose. And then with in terms of the level of trance, so something that I do now, it's transcendental hypnosis. So it's it's a deeper journey, a deeper dive, and the question using hypnotic language. NLP and also energy healing in order to take you deeper. And we I now focus on the unconscious. So when you come to me and you say that you have this issue, a lot of times people say, oh, subconsciously you must be doing dealing with this. So then the questions that I ask and the things that I start to ask is to dig deeper into your unconscious the things that you don't even want to bring up to your subconscious mind to the surface. So just clear out everything that's hidden, essentially. So then you don't fall back or revert back to those patterns of behavior or emotions or feelings, because our brain is just a series of patterns that we keep doing over and over again. So that means that you have the ability to break those patterns and install new ones. And so with hypnosis, we not only do a pattern interrupt to stop those patterns that you're currently going through, but we deep dive to find out why, why you're doing the things that you're doing the way that you're doing them. And then we command essentially your subconscious to change. So it's going in. And like you said, our brain is, our brain, you know, it's a survival mechanism. We're caught in loops, 
right? For survival. Your brain's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Remember when that happened to you? Let's not do it again. (laughs) And it's protective. However, it can really not serve us over time. And so you're going on in um, and kind of uncovering some of these root cause, potentially traumas or memories or whatever, whatever it could be the drivers of you getting stuck today. Yeah, exactly. And, and then a lot of times when people try, you know that the pattern is unhelpful or unhealthy, but we also are able to uncover secondary gain because a lot of times uh, when people go to traditional talk therapy, they understand that they have these subconscious tendencies and they try to change it through repetition, but then they still can't change it because they haven't uncovered the secondary gain. Got it. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And as we begin to uncover the layers of of what's driving the what's driving our burnout or what's driving our our incessant incessant productivity, whatever that may be, we're actually healing those brain patterns, we're healing those traumas. And is that specifically building out the mental and emotional resilience? Yes. Yes, exactly. Because when you have a goal, a conscious goal, but subconsciously you don't feel worthy of it or subconscious. And then, then you start, your actions are designed to self-sabotage. That makes, you're fighting yourself. You're fighting within. So no amount of pedicures and facials and massages <laughs> are going to <laughs> really fix that. that. Yeah. You know, you're like self-care every day. Like, <laughs> no, it's not, it didn't work. You know, I've done that. It's like speak from experience and my clients have done it. And because it's internal, it's like that saying, it's like, wherever you go, there you are, you know? And so you're fighting yourself and, and that mental struggle is exhausting. And so when you stop that mental struggle, that is when you're able to get some relief and then you're able to start to build new pathways and see reality for what it is. And then, you know, reduces the amount of cognitive distortions that you may experience as well. And so when you start to experience less negative emotions, when you do have a negative experience, you're less likely to go as deep, spiral downward as you were before. Like, Like when people are talking about with hypnosis, for example, if I didn't have hypnotherapy, this pandemic, I don't know what, I would, if this happened in 2016, 2017, I don't know what, where I would have been, you know, it would have hit me so much harder if I didn't build the mental and emotional resilience that hypnotherapy helps you do. Because emotional resilience and mental resilience is based on your trust in yourself. And so with hypnosis, you're able to build that trust in yourself because you have a clear line of communication. So you start to see yourself, different tasks that I would tell my clients is like, start waking up without the alarm. Tell yourself what time you want to wake up and wake up at that time. And then they, they wake up and they're like, wow. It's like, yeah, you have control over your body. It's your body. You know, we're taught that we, to look outside of ourselves for so long that we're used to that. We don't realize how powerful our mind is, especially when it comes to, con- to controlling our own bodies. 
You know, we just think that we're two separate entities. Like your body is not in, in your desk drawer. Or your mind is not in your desk drawer or in your nightstand. It's in your body. So it has the direct link. And so when people start to understand this and they're, they get this deeper connection between their mind and body, that gives them deeper trust in themselves, which means that then they can align their conscious mind, their subconscious mind, align their goals and their emotions. And so they're able to get a release or a relief from mental struggle. And then this allows them to start to really feel their emotions and really look at their emotions and understand because that's really the basis of emotional resilience is not being able to take abuse or take negative things happening to you is being able to understand what these negative emotions and feelings and trans and keep going and transmute it into something useful and resourceful. I love that. That makes so much sense to me. So by with this work, we're kind of undoing some of those patterns that have been stuck And when a stressor or a circumstance or a challenge comes into our life, we're able to just manage it so much differently. We're coming from a place of whether it's abundance or it is mission or purpose, we're not being necessarily driven by those same fear patterns or those trauma patterns. Exactly. And a lot, I push my clients not to be pessimistic or optimistic, but to be realistic. Because when you're a realist, it's not that you are expecting the worst. It's that you are expecting the best, but you're prepared for the worst. Love that too. Now, and and I know it really varies person to person, you know, depending on the amount of trauma or their symptomology, what's going on with them, determines and dictates how much therapy or how much hypnotherapy that they would need. But is there a kind of a general recommendation? You know, let's say the the average person who is really struggling with self-sabotage, with um, imposter syndrome, with a lack of worthiness, and they're it just they the meditation isn't working, all the, the stuff that they're trying isn't working, and and clearly there's an there needs to be an unlocking of some of these patterns. Like how how often would one need to do hypnotherapy? Initially, when I started my practice, I would do it, it would be weekly for a month. But now I created a package where it's three sessions in three weeks. So it's one session every other week to get you started. This is to start clearing out and unblocking. And then in between sessions, you're training your brain with hypnosis audios, meditation, and subliminals. So this combination helps you lock in the change, shift faster and lock in the changes deeper. And so after you do this six week program, then you would be able to see me or a hypnotherapist once a quarter for like recalibration, almost like you get your, your engines checked, your engine checked. You take this time to recalibrate. And then you also have the audios to do occasional um, brain training. If you have something that's is some, a life event or something that you want to start training for, it's almost like, you know, you start working out a little bit harder before your wedding or, you know, before an event. So you can also do that with your brain. Hmm. 
Love that. And with the with the audios and kind of these the supplemental, because clearly, you know, I think we all know that it's one thing to do a session, a really powerful session, but there's always there's always going to be some homework. Right. Mm -hmm. In order to really see those changes, especially when we're talking about shifting neural patterns and releasing trauma patterns that are just stored in the amygdala and in the limbic system. And, and, and for good reason, I always want to speak into your, your brain is doing the best it can. And your brain is number one core operation is survival. And it is just learned through many, 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 many thousands of years that storing these traumas is the best way to keep you safe. Which, and unfortunately, it doesn't rarely, I'm sure it serves us occasionally, but definitely doesn't serve us all the time. And so my, my gut tells me that, you know, in order to really guarantee that we are busting through these patterns and, and rewiring new neuroplasticity, new, you know, new neuro channels, that there's going to be some homework. Is that like a couple, is that an hour a day? Is that a half hour a day? Just kind of curious, kind of, because I consider this, I would consider this a self-care modality, the homework part of it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So so with the brain training, the way that I designed it is that you have your morning um, meditation. So you know how as soon as you wake up, you can set the tone of your day. So with the um, morning meditation, I called it call it like a neural override meditation so it immediately starts you thinking like if you went to bed and you or you just wake up and your first first thought is negative this meditation is designed to start asking you questions so you find so your brain starts to think about the good so it's like what is something that you you know you start to just listen to the meditation and gets you into that mode and it's just like 10 15 minutes and you can listen to it while you're still in bed, or you can listen to it as you're getting ready in the shower. You can do a shower meditation. And then during the day, I have a daytime subliminal. So it's like you can listen to that while you're working. So your subconscious, all, all this stuff is designed to speak to your subconscious mind. But then the actual activity, the repetition speaks to your conscious mind. Because, you know, if especially if you're a high performer or, some, or someone that feels like you need to work hard, this is the work that you can do to appease your conscious brain. So you're like, okay, I'm working. I'm doing I'm something. I'm doing something. Doing something. <laughs> working. So, so you listen to the daytime subliminal while you're working. I love the beats. They're always fun. Like I always feel like a little DJ when I mix it. <laughs> so you could listen to that. Or um, you could also use, listen to it when you're working out. And you could just have that playing in the background during the day. You don't, that's optional. And then right before bed, you have a hypnosis audio. This helps you release any anxiety or worries that may have been keeping you up. Because a lot of people would come to me like, hey, I need to stop smoking or hey, I need I, I have trouble sleeping. And I say, Oh, why are you when did this start happening? It's like, oh, after my divorce. So it's not really a biological issue. It's you know, psychological. So we need to start to work on that and um, go through what your thought patterns right before bed. And then, then overnight you listen to a nighttime subliminal. So that's speaking to your subconscious. Um, it also has binaural beats um, to help you in terms of your energy levels and energy healing. So then when you wake up, you're, you're less likely to go into that slump that you usually feel. A lot of people tell me like they used to, dread going to bed because 
the next day was going to be the same. And now they're excited to have their little nighttime routine. And then when they wake up, it's like, oh, wow, okay, all right, let's do this. Awesome. I love that a big part of this is dialed into a morning and evening routine. A morning and is really, I, and I'm a big fan of setting the tone of your day and really setting yourself up for success at night to get that deep, restful sleep and kind of just clear whatever's going on. That's so in alignment with what I believe is just a part of a good healing ritual and healing self-care. So I love that you've incorporated these healing modalities into the day-to-day work on top of getting to connect with you and do the deeper work. Yeah, 100%. And and it's like, I really want them to start setting patterns of taking time to with yourself because a lot of times we try to escape our thoughts, escape ourselves when it's like we we need to go back to ourselves, return to yourself and have your own back, you know? You never you'll never feel alone because you have you. So true. Yeah, no, and I love that idea of um the trusting yourself, the deep knowing, like that having that alignment can help move us forward. It is. It's it's that it's overcoming that self-sabotage. And um, I love the languaging that you use around that. I always think of, I don't think of it as as a lack of trust, just more of a self-sabotage, but you're absolutely right. It is a lack of trust. And we're always looking for those external resources to fix the problem, not what's going on inside. 100%. Yeah. And, and then you start to see if everyone in the world returned to themselves and started to trust themselves more and love themselves more, if you're someone that loves yourself, could you actually hate someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, would you be able to tap into that that anger, that hate? Some, you know, you would be like, no, I actually want to just go hang out at home. <laughs> I want to drink some hot cocoa. You know, like you would. It would just it would just shift the world energetically if everyone just kind of returned to themselves and started to appreciate themselves for who they were. And when you appreciate yourself for who you were, are, you don't feel threatened by others being different from you. You're actually happy that they're different from you because you want to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. Oh my goodness. Well, Juliet, honey, you have, girl, you've laid out so many of the the big, what I consider to be the intangibles of of healing those the, the inner trauma, getting our, ourselves back into mental and emotional resilience and just, just having a fulfilled and happy life, right? That's really what, I mean, that's what it's all about. And um, at the end of the day, and I love that you're doing this work in the world to kind of get us back to that place. Where can we learn more about you? Where do, where do we get a plug into you? I know you're on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am, I'm on YouTube. I'm actually posting every day in September. It's my brain-a-thon challenge. Awesome. Posting work, because it's like I realized I got to the point where I know a lot. And so I have this information in my head, and so I assume other people know it. And they're like, no, we don't. <laughs> You don't know it. What it's so true. <laughs> it's tr- it's so true. Like, you know, blah blah blah. They're like, 
what? <laughs> we have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no doubt. So you're, you're showering us with all kinds of love in September. Love it. And we can, we can just go to, I have the YouTube link right here. And then you have got, I believe, um, I think it's your website and group hypnosis to heal link. Yeah. That's a free, um, group hypnosis that I, I, I recorded, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone, and then also the protest. So everyone was dealing with the, the energy of the protests and the pandemic. So it was for everyone to come together and to release um, fear, anger, and sadness. Ooh, so, so yeah. powerful. Yeah, so you can also see if you are able to be hypnotized too as well. Awesome. That's awesome. That's such a beautiful, beautiful gift. So I'll have the gift inside the show notes for this episode. I will also have the link to YouTube. So people go check you out, see what you got going on in September um, and beyond. Clearly, you are going to continue to do this work well past September. So thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and really opening the door to another way to look at our healing journey and another way to look at, you know, feeling not only energized, but happy and purpose-driven in the work that we do in the world. Because every each and every one of us has our own gifts, and each and every one of us is showing up for our family, our community, the people that matter most to us. And when we are in a place of that emotional and mental resilience, we really can continue to do the work that we feel we were put on this earth to do. Exactly. A hundred percent. Well, Juliet, thank you, my dear. And it was such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. See you soon. For a very, very long time, I found myself easily triggered and driven into survival mode, and it had major health implications. To be honest, I had no emotional or mental resilience for quite some time. So whether you've been abused or you've had to overcome a trauma when you were younger or maybe it was earlier this year, moving into a survival state when your body is on high alert can feel automatic at any time that you don't feel safe, especially right now with the state of the world. Now, if you're looking for tools like the ones that Juliet shared that are easy and can move you from that sympathetic survival state where you're feeling like you don't have that resilience, to a relaxed and safe state. I highly recommend checking out her amazing resource that she so generously is giving to us today. Now, I will have the link for Juliet's free group hypnosis to heal session in the show notes for episode 228. I want to say thank you for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, which is a Q&A Friday episode, I am going to be continuing to provide resources for pregnancy and postpartum as promised. Although I won't be creating a ton of episodes on these topics, I am being very intentional about the content that I create for you. So if there is someone in your life who is trying to get pregnant or who is pregnant or who is in the fourth trimester postpartum, right? It was a whole nother world. I'm going to be sharing this episode on the most important supplements to take while pregnant and in postpartum. And what's great about this episode is that the supplement recommendations that I'm making can also absolutely serve women in trying to get pregnant if they are looking to increase fertility. So I'm excited to share this episode. I did a ton of research for myself and for 
for this particular episode so that you had a framework for how to ensure that you are clearing up any nutrient gaps, you're filling those nutrient deficiencies, and you're giving your body what it needs to thrive, especially when it comes to your reproductive health. So I look forward to this episode. Until then, have an amazing week.